0: warm welcome to Experts Connect on teachsomebody.com and I'm your host Karyan davis Wusu. Today I'll be talking about e-health, taking health in our hands. Now here's a bit about me. I am Jamaican. I live in the Netherlands My background is in computer science, and I did my PhD in the field of interactive cognitive environments. Specifically, I exploited smartphone sensors to detect physical activities and rendered this information using ambient lighting to improve social connectivity between the elderly and their caregivers. It's called the social hue. In my postdoctoral research, Food Sampler, we examined the contextual factors surrounding eating behavior and leveraged creative design techniques to engage people in reporting their eating behavior. Now, all this was done in an effort to generate the necessary contextual knowledge on eating behavior and to inspire obese and overweight patients to transition into a more mindful and helpful eating behavior. Now, let's get started. Health disparities, a systemic challenge. Now, according to the World Health Organization 2017 reports, half of the world lack access to basic healthcare services. Every year, 100 million people are pushed into extreme poverty due to out-of-pocket healthcare costs. Now that's alarming. I'd like to introduce you to my friend Rob. Now Rob lives in the United States of America and he's trying to maintain a healthy and active lifestyle. Recently Rob went to the doctor and unfortunately He was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Rob wants to live longer. So, how can we help Rob to maintain a healthy and active lifestyle and improve his condition? I think I've found the solution. Mobile devices are everywhere. I mean, they are pervasive. Now, the Pew Research in 2019 asserted that over 5 billion people have a mobile device. And also, 3.5 billion people have smartphones. Now, if we have access to the internet, wearable devices, mobile apps, and social media, then these tools can help us to address the health disparity issues and by extension help our friend rock you've been hearing about e-health haven't you especially in covid 19 but what exactly is e-health now my favorite reference shaw et al 2017 they argue that It is the use of information and communication technologies to improve the following. One, the quality of healthcare and its systems. Two, communication between healthcare providers and consumers. And three, to improve health consumers' health and well-being. So eHealth is definitely the solution to help Rob. Shaital further classified e-health into three domains. One, health in our hands, which includes self-monitoring and self-reporting of our health and wellness data. Two, interacting for e-health, which includes teleconsultation, coaching, and telemonitoring to drive patient-practitioner communication. And we're seeing this being demonstrated in this pandemic economy, whereby many people are experiencing and engaging in virtual care, as well as tele teleconsultation with their health providers. So it's really happening. And the third one is data-enabling health. Now, that includes the storage of medical records, Examples include electronic medical records or electronic health records. Also, this includes the processing and storage of health data generated from devices and apps. Now, all this, health in our hands and data enabling health, lead us to the notion of personal informatics. The purpose of personal informatics is self-monitoring or self-reflection to provide us with actionable and data-driven self-insights to help us to make positive changes in our own behavior. Now, what are the benefits of personal informatics? It propels the transition from a mindless state to a mindfulness mindset. It supports the prevention, treatment, and management of chronic diseases. Now, we are finally getting to a solution to help our friend Rob. Are you feeling me? Yes, I know you are with me, so let's continue. Now, what are the tools that we can leverage in personal informatics? First one. Wearable sensors. I have my Fitbit, but I forgot it. That's a problem that you'll see later on. (laughs) Yeah, but the tools that we can leverage, wearable sensors. So examples include fitness trackers like the Fitbit, smartwatches like the Apple Watch, blood pressure, monitors, and biosensors. And biosensors are sensors that can detect your heart rate, your respiratory rate, your temperature, and the list is exhaustive. Also, another unique tool that you can use is your smartphone. Remember I told you that I leveraged smartphone sensors to detect physical information earlier? Yes, so they are useful to monitor how you're moving. And these smartphone sensors include image and motion sensors, microphone and light sensors. Let's look at how you can leverage these sensors to improve your overall health. Now the image sensors provide facial detection and by that you can improve your skin health as well as your mental health. The motion sensors can help you to improve your sleep quality, monitor your physical activity, and it can be used for fall detection. Mobile apps, social media, and web portals support self-monitoring and social sharing of health information. Now let's look at some more application areas of personal informatics. And I'm sure you can identify with some of these that I'm gonna give you. Now let's look at food and physical activity monitoring. Now, some of us want to know how many steps we're taking on a daily basis. Some of us want to know on a monthly basis. So we're seeing all these actionable steps like collecting information to give us data insights. So we're tracking our food intake to see if we're gonna lose some weight. Yeah. Or as well as if we're eating healthily, etc. So we leverage apps like. MyFitnessPal and the Fitbit to see how many steps we're taking, what's our blood pressure, etc. For Rob, I think a useful app for him would be the MySugar app for his blood glucose monitoring. And for people who can't remember to take their medication, especially it's very relevant for elderly people. We have medication management applications such as pill reminder and medication tracker. MediSafe. And another important one that some of you might be leveraging is hydration tracking, right? You want to know that you're drinking enough water so you can use the daily water tracker reminder. Another thing that's exciting that we can do on our smartphones or any mobile device is to track our moods. And we all know that maintaining Excellent mental health is very important for health and well-being. So you can exploit stigma as well as daily. And if you are like me, if you have a symptom and you don't necessarily want to go to the doctor, right? And I'm not, listen, I'm not telling you that if you are ill, don't go to the doctor. That's not what I'm telling you. But normally what some of us do is, initially we research our symptoms and to do that you can use webmd healthline as well as we have this social sharing health community called patients like me i encourage you to use it because a lot of people who have chronic diseases as well as simple illnesses they have the symptoms you go you share and then they can help you they tell you how they deal with it how they solve it but As I'm saying, please, disclaimer, please go to your health provider first. Another one of my favorites that I really find interesting and relevant is the medical emergency application area. Let's take, for instance, Rob falls unconscious, God forbid. Now, how can we help Rob? How can the medical emergency personnel help Rob? How will they know what what medication is he allergic to, who are his medical contacts, what's his blood type, etc. All this information can be stored in medical ID and it's accessible without any need for password or any unlocking feature and need readily available to the emergency personnel on your smartphone. So now that we have identified the application areas of taking our health in our hands, let's look at some of the pros of doing this. The first one, self-awareness and self-reflection. For example, let's say I use my Fitbit and I'm monitoring the amount of steps I'm taking on a daily basis. Then over time, I can know this week I Well, today I took 10,000 steps, tomorrow I can set a goal for 15,000 steps, and over time I can try to reach 20,000 steps. So that's an example. And by gaining this information, this awareness of what's happening in my own life, I can receive information towards a positive health behavior change. If I am making positive steps to improve my health and well-being, then, of course, my overall quality of life will be improved. For Rob, if he's tracking his daily food intake, he's taking the exercise and he's meeting with his health provider via teleconsultation, then over time, he will have better management of his chronic disease of type 2 diabetes. Over time, if we find that people like Rob are taking responsibility for their health, then this over time will reduce the pressure on formal health services. It will over time again reduce healthcare costs and with health in our hands, it's easily accessible. A lot of these apps are free. All the ones I listed are free it's convenient. So sometimes some simple issues don't necessarily need to be addressed by a health provider. But of course, I'm advising you to first confirm with them, you can take a picture, use your smartphone camera to show what's happening, send the email or whatever portal that you use to communicate. And of course, For those people who have limited access to travel or just, you know, it's expensive to use gas or to pay the train or the bus, whatever mode of transportation having teleconsultation is sustainable. And again, with going back to the example of patients like me, or even having apps that you can collaborate, for example, Weight Watchers, you know, you have this social community and you're showing your progress, et cetera. For me, I used Milky Fitness when I wanted to lose weight postpartum. So it offers this social and emotional support. Yeah, on Facebook, of course. However, we do have some challenges when we engage with these apps. Do you remember that I forgot my Fitbit? Yes. So many times we are so motivated towards a health behavioral change and we're like, yes, I'm going to set goals and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then we simply forget. Life happens. Or sometimes we fall into depression and we just stop or we're not seeing the results that we want and we stop right? So sometimes one of the main concerns for disengagement is that the benefits are not immediately recognized and people just tend to give up. Also, another thing that we have to consider is that people, you know, you have this app, but what are they doing with the information that you are providing to them? Do you trust them? Those are some of the considerations that one has to make when they use a health app. Do I have control over the information that you are collecting? Also some devices, when you install them, they want access to your social contacts, your email, etc. What are they doing with it? I mentioned forgetfulness when we consider food monitoring. Sometimes you add something and it's, it's not there. It's just not there. So you have to substitute, and that's not necessarily honest. So that's a challenge that we're facing with some of these apps. So another issue that we find, especially with obese and overweight patients, is that they don't have this contextual information. For example, have you ever found that when you when you are at the train station, just especially in the Netherlands, they have this really crispy stuff and you know fried food smells good, right? So that's a temptation. So you are triggered by the smell of food and then you are drawn drawn to eat it even if you're not hungry. Or let's say you're watching the TV. Do you find yourself eating chips while watching TV? Or do you find it that, especially those who suffer from sleep apnea, is it that when you don't have a good night of sleep that you tend to overeat? Is that the problem? Yes, I understand. Yes, I do understand. So if if you're reporting, but you're not getting, you're, you're using these apps, but you're not getting the whys, then we have a problem. So that causes disengagement. And again, there's this lack of personalization. Most people who design apply this one size fits all mentality, and that doesn't work, especially when you're dealing with people, right? And then we have the psychosocial factors. This is a lot to consume. So I'll continue. So I'll give you the design considerations for e health systems and the I'll I'll just go into more details. So I just want to thank you for your attention. One love. I hope the information that I provided on eHealth, taking health in our hands, was extremely beneficial for you. To my audience, thanks for tuning in on Experts Connect. I'll see you next week where we will discuss exciting topics that will ignite your passion for learning. If you like the information presented, I invite you to head on over to teachsomebody.com and share your questions and your comments. Please also subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you have questions and you're a bit shy to comment, please follow me on Instagram, kadiandavisowusu, and send me a DM. Have a lovely rest of the week. Bye!